I'm an architect who was born and who studied in India. And 30 years ago, I received a scholarship for a postgraduate degree in environmental design in the UK. And after completion, I settled in the UK as well. So now I've worked in nine countries with some of the most vulnerable people on the planet. As someone born and raised in India in very humble circumstances, I often find the rampant consumerism in Western society puzzling. And also the fact that people don't seem to connect the consumerism with climate crisis. They're buying stuff and boasting about their consumption on social media. And unfortunately now, non-Western nations are also following suit. So I wrote formally about the climate crisis in my first book more than 11 years ago. My writings have continued to be not just about the moral obligation, but also the opportunity offered to work in different ways and to design differently. My work over the last 27 years has been small, gentle and collaborative efforts in sustainable design and community engagement. 11 years ago, I also set up an environmental design charity, Charushila, which has worked internationally in areas of scarce resources, pollution and food scarcity. So now turning to women, and they comprise more than 50% of the world population. Most of these women being from non-white um, backgrounds living in poor countries. In most societies, women are more likely to live in poverty than men have less access to basic human rights and face systemic violence. Women have all, always been connected with nature and nurture, both of which now stand to be affected by climate change. Our built environment is not designed for the intersectionality of the feminine experience, let alone face the climate crisis. Yes, there are women architects in the UK, which is the fourth largest economy in the world, but they, compri they comprise only 28%, while women engineers are even less, 12%, and surveyors 11%. There's also no leadership at the top from women and minority ethnic people in all the Western nations. And so in contemporary societies, such hierarchies are maintained along racist, xenophobic, classist, and sexist lines. This power is also demonstrated by the domination of nature and those that are physically weak. And obviously this patriarchal pattern is reflected in our built environment. So I'm suggest suggesting that the power dynamic has to change radically and we need to think more ecologically. I suggest a different way of thinking and working that comes from Eastern cultures that celebrate the feminine and the ecological. In Bengal, where I come from, female gods are valued more. The valiant Durga with ten arms accompanied by her four children fighting off a demon. And the fearsome Kali's Kali with four arms standing on top of her husband, the god Shiva, who lies calmly beneath her, letting her get on with the task of preserving natural order. This way of working uses both our masculine and feminine sides that we all possess. You're probably familiar with the yin and yang from Chinese culture as well that represent the female and male aspects of our nature. Yin embraces intuition, synthesis, engagement, while yang nature is about rationality, technology and expansion. 
The good thing about non-binary thinking as it's not specific to women is entirely within everyone's power to embrace holistic and collaborative ways of working. This means not just disinvestment from carbon producing economy and delinking from non-ethical supply chains, materials, um, transportation and labor, but also disinvestment from toxic ways of working. The Western exceptionalism to the effects of climate change is being eroded now. As we are seeing now, the effects of climate change will be, uh, the climate crisis rather, will be random, difficult to predict and prevent. We can't wait until 2030. So even though forces may want to keep the feminine power at bay, away from COP26, I want to see men and women from all over the world joining together to fight for our future. Thank you.